What's up, guys? Freedom101.com. Big Ken here. Let's get down to business. So we got a problem. A Literally the first time we've had a state official, Indiana state official, attorney general, attorney general, General Curtis T. Hill, right? Republican Curtis T. Hill, Jr., Republican, sent a letter to the FMCSA, Chief Counsel Randy Hutchison, that will del- that he wants the uh, the uh, EOD mandate delayed on December 18th. His concerns. Let's talk about his concerns in this letter. Pretty much. I'll start this way. His chief concerns is that there is no government or third party verification in the place of the ELD self certification process. The FMCSA suppliers using in order to register with the agency. There's a self certification process. There's no third party to make sure that they're doing it the right way. Okay, that's the first part. All right. With the manufacturer of DOD is currently responsible for self-certifying their compliance with the government standards with no effective procedures seemingly yet to be developed, providing oversight or over such self-certifying drivers and operators are left with without any way to ascertain which brands or models of devices ultimately will pass muster wrote Hill. They must fly blindly into investing in a product they are beginning required to purchase. In other words, you're buying an ELD. Um, it may not be compliant because it was self-certified. Now, when your rubber hits the road, you're out there on the road. That's when it's going to get in front of an officer. And at that point in time, a process could happen. The officer could basically say this company is violating a rule something slipped through the cracks and now that vehicle is not in compliance and the eld is not in compliance when that happens they have eight days to get it right okay and during that time the driver can use paper logs but once that is done those eight days fines go out now let's imagine this let's imagine qualcomm is in violation just to put this in perspective if Qualcomm is in violation because something slipped through the cracks, right? An officer, this is now in front of an officer. He's seeing this situation. He says, Qualcomm's in violation. He deals with it in his way. Eight days go by. Ninth day comes. It has not been rendered. Uh, fines go out. Imagine, let me put it to you this way. Imagine fines for every company using Qualcomm or Fines just for Qualcomm. I'm not sure how they how they get distributed when that happens. Also, remember, you're the driver, right? The eight days is going to start when it's determined that it's in violation. That's when the eight days start, right? So think about that. Guy Warner gets hit. Qualcomm's in violation. You work for CR England. You don't even know it. You're driving him around not compliant. Does that mean you get fined? Does that mean you get a pass? The FMCSA has said they're going to be flexible in a situation like that where a big company like Qualcomm could be put out like that or any company. They say they're going to be flexible, but there's no guidelines to what that flexibility means. So pretty much it's up in the air. And this is what's going down. 
15 days from now. So that's his first concerns. His second concerns were that the versions um, are currently being used are 1.0. So in the self-certification process, there were supposed to be testing tools for the manufacturers and suppliers of these programs. They're not there. They're coming soon, but they're not there. They're using currently 1.0, right? So I'm going to read that part. Let's get to that part right there. Further manufacturers are relying on most recent version of the manual. Now, when they say manual, they're talking about the rules and regulations that are for them and published to the website, right? That are the manual that's published to the website, yet the most recent version 2.0 remains incomplete. There's a new version of the rules and a manual for them to follow, right? They right now, right now are using 1.0. There's a 2.0 coming out. And again, we go through that process that if that happens, that means you could go on the FMCSA website, buy one of these ELDs that are certified properly, and you could turn around and find out when 2.0 comes out that that ELD that you got that was certified on the website is in violation. And that company still has eight days to get it right. So that's a bit of a problem, isn't it? (laughs) 15 days, this goes down. Let's get down to the next part. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Even if a particular EOD appears on the list, this is where he talks about this. Even if an EOD appears on the list, it is still possible the device will ultimately, ultimately not be compliant or conform to the required technical specifications of the ELD rule, which could result in significant harm to the consumer as the device would likely already be deployed at the time. And basically it would be in every truck out there. Like I said, Qualcomm as an example, imagine if every Qualcomm in our industry was in violation. That's a lot of trucks (laughs) and a lot of versions as well. Um, So let's keep going. While drivers will be permitted to use paper logs temporarily, if a device is found not to be compliant, it has been reported that the motor carrier will have only eight days from notification to replace the non-compliant devices with the compliant one. If the, uh, sorry, if the problem is widespread throughout a large fleet. The FMCSA has suggested it would be flexible. This is what I told you, but it provides no further guidance, right? This could have a determining effect on smaller carriers. You have five trucks. You just found out all your Qualcomm's are garbage, right? What the hell are you going to do? Or your Warner? Because to me, they say in small carriers, even big carriers. Could you imagine if Warner had to replace every Qualcomm? Every Qualcomm, can you imagine? That would be crazy. Now they're saying the driver would be able to use paper logs, but again, we're, we're you have to remember when you pull up in a scale, right? And the, it's going to be up to them to determine whether to find you or not. And you're supposed to have an ELD that works, driver. I can see a, an officer finding you. They're not saying this is possible, but I I can definitely see it. 
Right. <laughs> right. I haven't heard. And again, even in this, they're not saying you can't be fined. They're just saying you can use paper locks. <laughs> it's it. Right. Right. Yeah. They're they're supposed to get this fixed in eight days. But if they don't and I'm sitting in front of here with my non-compliant device and I'm sitting there talking to an officer, he can basically cut me a fine. It's going to damage my license in the future. And once we get past their probation point currently, they will not hit your at your CSA score. I believe until April 1st. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I believe until April 1st, it will not hit your CSA score. I hope I think I'm, I think I had it right. But <laughs> look it up yourself because your license don't go listening to me. Right. But I believe it's April 1st. After that, it will hit your CSA score. And I did not say you couldn't get fined, by the way. You can still get fined. It just won't go on your CSA points. That's it. Right. All right. Back to the story. While a dry. Oh, no, 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 no. Going to the next part. Compliance with ELD rule will only be determined by individual law enforcement personnel interpreting of the data after the successful transferring of the FMCSA system. After it's gone, after in other words, they're going. The only way to to know you went in violation is to determine by transferring the data for the FMCSA system, and it remains unclear whether the guidelines or regulations have been deployed or will be implemented for or whether or not these particular devices will even be able to transmit that data successfully because you have so many gaps. You have 1.0 versions of rules and you have 2.0 versions coming, right? So again, this is coming 15 days from now. So <laughs> as of this podcast, um, and uh, so that's what he's concerned about. The officers determining uh, whether to ticket you or not, whether to place you out of service, whatever to do, and they don't have the proper information and they they don't have even the, the ability to get that information. Now, the FMCSA, right, has stated that some or but some but not all enforcement agencies will be using utilizing electronic records of duty status system erods to determine compliance with federal regulations. The FMCSA is ultimately not providing manufacturers with access to that platform test their devices to date uh, so they're not providing tests for the devices to this to date they're used they're relying on erots it has been reported that the industry that some larger manufacturers believe that the only way to test compliance is to go through the use of is to go through the use of ERAS or through the use of technical resources and information, none of which is yet available or promised. Right. Because it, none of this is actually happening yet. It's kind of like they're, they're saying, okay, we're going to, this is all going to, when we get everything together, we get all the stuff together. This is how it's going to be really determined. But it's like, we got that, but it's not happening right now. <laughs> it's is not you know, we, we're still at we're 1.0 of rules. You got to get to 2.0 and you talking about 3.0. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully that explains that part. They and, and obviously it's going to be confusing for an officer because, yeah, if I ticket you for going over your hours, I have to have proof. Right. And they may not have proof and which results in the officer wasting his time 
and again, determining who's compliant and everything else. Like I said, a lot of this is repeating the same thing. So we're going to go to the last two. Um, I'll just read right through tentacles specifications as laid out by the ELD final rule are extremely complex and can be interpreted differently by individual manufacturers who are in who entities certified compliance yet the testing procedures laid out by the FMCSA are not binding on said entities. That's interesting, isn't it? So it's complex. They got a bunch of complex rules to find to, to deal with, but they're not binding on these entities. In other words, the FMCSA, they can hurt you, right? For being a company and having something, uh, Things, but they're not binding that the FMCSA cannot control Qualcomm, the company. <laughs> they can control Qualcomm's ability to have access to drivers. They possibly could implement a fine, maybe, but I don't, I don't even think they can. That's interesting. Can they even find them? I don't know. But bottom line is the rules aren't binding, right? In other words, the FMCSA really has no power over these entities, right? Which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> All kinds. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh consumers may assume that if the device is certified and registered that it bears the approval of the FMCSA and is in fact compliant with EOD rules. They may purchase a particular device on that permit on that premise, however, there is no guarantee or a way to verify that the device is actually compliant with said technical specifications until said compliance is called into question. Yep. So in other words, you put that ELD in your truck, you go to that DOT officer and you try your luck. (laughs) So I kind of went all the way over this, but you guys get the gist. Bottom line is the FMCSA's ability to access the information and the rules and regulations that companies and entities have to go by is not complete. And so as a result, mass confusion could happen. If that confusion results in, say, a big company like Qualcomm getting hit with a fine, they've got eight days to get it right. You'll be able to use paper logs. But at the end of the day, if they don't get it right or smaller companies go bankrupt trying to, Right. You got to switch. And the truth is, if somebody if you're using a device and is declared non-compliant, the best thing to do is get the hell away from it and go use someone who is compliant and hope that as 3.0 and 6.0 and 2.0, because <laughs> they're on 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 6.0 and the testing systems that are supposed to come out in the future will come out. <laughs> right. And it will prove profitable enough for companies to stay in the industry because that's the other part. What happens if you let's say you're using, I don't know, Joe Blow ELD. They just got in the industry, right? All of a sudden, they're like, you know, we ain't making enough money. So we're done. We're walking away. So that means you have eight days to switch. <laughs> it's like or like because um, obviously you can use your paper logs, but eventually your company is going to have to switch. If you're on operator, you can switch your small fleet over to something else. And I guess you just take a loss on all that equipment. And plus, you got to go pay a mechanic to yank that out. Right. And then put new equipment in. This is just wonderful to start this rule in 15 days. <laughs>
This is messed up. I was kind of shocked when I originally saw this letter and I was reading through it because he's repeating himself a lot. Right. But at the same time, it is it's really in depth about how deep there's like gaps, like the rules haven't been created. Not sure whether the police officers have enough information to interpret the logs. You don't have any real binding power over the entities that are even making these devices and what the hell, you know, and then my part that I talked about was what happens if they go bankrupt? I mean, you've got eight days, you know, they got eight days to get it right. And then it's not right in eight days, the hammer drops and you're the driver out there. You know, it's not even your fault. You know, that's the part too. the logs, which was always on us, right? This, all this stuff I just talked about is, has nothing to really do with the driver. And, and the funny part about this, this is being put in by people who believe in small government. This is big government. <laughs> the FMCSA is truthfully, it's not big enough. DOT wasn't big enough. We got FMCSA. They're not big enough. You need another group, which causes more regulation. And as you know, the current administration says they don't want any more regulation. In fact, they said for every regulation they create, they want to remove regulations. So I have no idea where this is going, guys, but basically make sure to me the gist use an ELD that, you know, has been around for a while. Ignore these little guys. You see them at the truck stops. I saw an ELD the other day. You plug it into your your cigarette lighter. You don't want that. (laughs) Get a solid Qualcomm or somebody who is dedicated and in, in, in this industry, at least at first. And then afterwards, after some months, years go by, then go to the loose one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go to the loose one then and try your luck. But I think by then, I mean, let's be honest. In a way, this is going to recreate the Wild West of trucking. And I'll explain why. This is my little theory. The fact that there's so few rules properly uh, demonstrated and the fact that we are we are the younger generation of truckers moving in are not scared of computers. They're not. So they're going to have ways they cheat, right? Their own ways that the the older generation will have no idea about. And that will be years for some of them before DOT even figures it out, especially right now when you have different rules in different places. Cause I tell you now, if most DOT officers after being in this industry for so long, when something vague is not when they're not sure about something, they don't waste their time, right? They just don't waste their time with it. You know, they they keep it general, you know, and if it's something requires an in-depth study, that's when, you know, this is going to be a problem because a lot of this is a lot of this in-depth diving into the hours of service and a lot of this, is this really going to happen during blitzes and it's really going to happen during fatal accidents to determine fault and that probably won't even be possible unless they get all on one page so hopefully all this is going to come in the future and it's just going to be a rough kind of initial start you know but if if you out there man i would stay away from any new eld companies try to stick with somebody who's been around at least a year you know I, and i see i know I, I i do like i said i see this eld little machines all the time in the truck stops but Dude, being on that list does not mean they're compliant. (laughs) Anyway, 
truckdriver101.com. I hope that helps you guys. There's several stories out there if you want to go deep in depth to this. Um, title of the story is Indiana wants ELD rule delayed. I'll talk to you guys later. Truckdriver101.com.